You just heard it tonight. Brad's out in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. Always a fun game when those two get together. Back here on Darren Donick and Chase. Darren McFarlane, Chase McCabe alongside. Willie D is out in Vegas. Of course, he'll be on the television call this evening. He'll join the show tomorrow. But right now, we head out to Vegas. Their radio play-by-play guy, Dan Duva's on the line with us. Dan, how you doing? Uh, I'm I'm great and even better that uh, your producer, Max Herz, has decided to go with Bruce Springsteen as the bumper music. That's a great job. I have a feeling he had some inside info on that. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah, not a bad choice for sure. So uh, the season <laughs> is young. Uh, the Predators, unfortunately, lost a tough one after battling back in the third period in Los Angeles at the Staples Center on Saturday afternoon to tie it up at four in the third, give up a goal with less than a minute to go and a couple of more empty netters, and the next thing you know, they lost 7-4. Vegas comes in there the next night and just basically dominates Los Angeles. How would you say uh, you would view the start of the season to this point? Yeah, well, I mean, they're just to, to see how the Kings are different, that's the, the sample that both Nashville and Vegas fans have seen the last couple of days. Uh, it's not the same Kings team that we saw last year. It's a faster team, much more dangerous, it seems. And though they didn't score on a power play, they had some really good looks. Meanwhile, Vegas scored three power play goals. Now think about this. In 35 previous power play chances for Vegas, regular season and postseason combined, Knights had two power play goals. But they scored three in one game against the Kings. Like that's the difference in the game. Paul Stastny had four points. Um, it seems to me that a couple of games that haven't gone well, they weren't playing to their identity, the, the five-man unit, um, dumping pucks in prudently. They were much more careful with the puck uh, in both games over the weekend, including the game against the Kings. Mark Stone was one of those guys. And certainly, just like the Predators, Vegas has been active at deadlines in the off season. They've been heck. They've been active from the get go. So Mark Stone was one of those guys. As Ottawa just basically got rid of their roster, who spent uh, I guess what was about eighteen twenty games with you guys. Last year, now that he's acclimated to the room and got things, how has he been to this point? Oh, I mean, he has been the, the most important player on the team, maybe short of the goaltender, Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, Mark is uh, better than a point per game since coming to the Golden Knights. He's now 31 games in. Um, the, the, the thing about Mark, it's not just that he happens to put up more points than anybody on the team. He is probably the most defensively responsible player that they have. 200-foot player leads the league in takeaways, and uh, to me, it's just a determination. Uh, the, the, the folks that uh, have Winnipeg roots, like Kelly McCrimmon, who was, uh, of course, uh, running the show with the Brandon Wheat Kings, uh, knows Mark Stone since he was a teenager and knows the, the kind of uh, person that he is and what he means not only on the ice but to the other guys in the room. Mark's 27 years old, just signed a long-term contract with the Golden Knights after the trade last year from Ottawa. And you think about how not only he's working with veteran guys like Max Pacioretty and Paul Stastny, who have been a great influence for Mark, but also Mark looking at some younger guys like Cody Glass in his first handful of NHL games and how he can rub off on, on a young man like that. So there, it's hard to capture all of the things that Mark Stone has brought to this team in just a, a short period of time. So you brought up Cody Glass, so let's talk about it. He was the sixth pick overall in the 2017 draft. How has he looked? What, uh, six games into his career? I'll use the word that Paul Stastny used, poised. Uh, that is Cody Glass so far. Something um, I wasn't at his age, at 20. I was not poised. <laughs> no, I can't say I was the same either. No, uh, but, but, you know, I, I think that when he has 
Um, it, it, and Paula said it's not just about Cody, but but a lot of younger players now. They're groomed from the age of 14. They're sort of subject to interviews and, and articles and now social media the way it is uh, compared to, say, when Paul Stastny broke in. Uh, and even with a Hall of Fame dad, he didn't have the same sort of scrutiny as a teenager. But now um, you, you see that uh, Cody, with uh, the attention he's had in a couple of years, the team's first pick, sixth overall in 2017, each development camp, each rookie camp, uh, even into the Golden Knights training camps that he has been a part of before returning to the WHL, he has, um, I think, just looked the part um, and, and acted the part so well that uh, he forced the team into the decision of having him in the NHL this year. Now, there were a couple injuries, Alex Tuck, Cody Eakin to start the season, but Cody Eakin's back and Cody Glass is still on the roster. They're not going to scratch Cody Glass. He had a great playoffs as he turned pro in the Calder Cup playoffs with uh, the Chicago Wolves. Team made it to the Calder Cup finals before losing to the Charlotte Checkers. But he, he was instrumental in that team's run. Uh, so poise is the word Paul Stastny used. I can't think of a better word. Max Pacioretty has talked about, I can tell Cody, I'm going to go here, make the pass there. But if Cody sees the play is not there, he won't force it. And that's not a skill that most 20-year-olds have. No, it is not. Dan Duva on the line with us, Vegas Radio play-by-play man. Marc-Andre Fleury has had an unbelievable career, and I'm just curious in that market because him and Pekka have been top goaltenders, number one elite goaltenders for a long time, but they're both mm-hmm. at that age where you know age is always brought up, right? I think I think Fleury's going to be 35 in next month, and so you know right. when you get to a certain age as a professional athlete, whether there's a dip at all, people are just going to ask, you know, like, oh man, is you know what at what point do you do? so? How does Fleury handle those those discussion pieces, and how is he playing right now? Yeah, I mean, he handles it like he handles everything else with a huge smile. <laughs> he <laughs> is always laughing. Uh, he's always. I, I talked to him this morning about whether uh, he had ever played three games in three days. And in the NHL, they don't have three and threes. It's been a long time. And even in the American Hockey League, he said, you know, the team might have had three games in three days. I never played in all three, I don't think. The numbers uh, seem not to indicate that. But he remembers just thinking about dressing for that third game, even if he wasn't going to play in it. And uh, I think that Mark loves playing the game so much that uh, it, it doesn't bother him, especially at this stage of the season. Malcolm Subban was injured in the first period in Arizona last week. So Flurry had to make his first Golden Knights relief appearance, somewhat unexpected. And if Malcolm Subban was still healthy, he probably put have, would have played one of the two games on back-to-back over the weekend. Instead, Flurry has appeared in all but one period of the Golden Knights season so far. Um, but in talking with Gerard Gallant, he said that Mark andre Fleury is an athlete. I mean, you look at the guy, um, he's a, about a year older than me, uh, and you would have no idea that he's a year older than me by looking at him. <laughs> he is just one of those guys who is uh, so conditioned. Um, he, he defies age, it seems to me. And also, um, he's a competitor. He wants to play. He, he loves going out there, and his numbers bear it out when he plays on shorter rest. When he's playing more games, seems to do better. So he just loves the game. He doesn't wear a, a C or an A on his sweater. But uh, to me, he is the emotional core of this team. I feel like you're talking about Pekka, too, because that's the same thing yeah, here. I mean, know, he would yeah, play eighty. Yep. He would play eighty-two games if you if you let him. Obviously, yep. that's not the case. And and Pekka's starts have gone down the last couple of seasons. Of course, it doesn't hurt to have UC Soros behind him. So, with that being said, I mean, Flurry had sixty-one starts. Do you anticipate his numbers of starts going down this year? Or what, what do you think that that right number is going to be? 
And it probably would have been higher than 61 if it weren't for a minor injury late in the regular season. He was on pace for um, more than 65. So when you think about uh, the, the start to this season, that he's played in this many games. Um, we remember two years ago he was injured in the fourth game and missed two months. So he played fewer than 50 in year one, which maybe allowed him to have a strong run through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, the, the health of Malcolm Subban is the question. He's listed as day-to-day right now. Um, he has been injured himself quite a bit in each of the two Golden Knight seasons. Malcolm Subban has missed time, too. And we remember the, the infamous run of goalies two years ago. Uh, Oscar Dansk was the third goalie. He had the first shutout in team history. Then he got hurt. Max Legacy came in. And they even brought up the uh, emergency goaltender, Dylan Ferguson, who was in the WHL and Kamloops at the time, just 18 years old. So uh, they survived all of that. But the new equation has Garrett Sparks, who had been with the Toronto Maple Leafs organization, not a ton of NHL experience, but in his long Vegas preseason game, had a shutout. Uh, looked very good in his first game with the Chicago Wolves. So I don't know if he's the option. Right now, Oscar Dansk is the guy on the roster, but he hasn't appeared in an NHL game since he got hurt in Brooklyn two years ago. Um, so I, I think that this is an organization that would love to see Malcolm Subban succeed. Right now, the trouble is just keeping him healthy. Dan Duva is with us, the play-by-play man for radio for Vegas, the Vegas Golden Knights as they take on the Predators coming up later on this evening. Now, we, we've seen the Predators have their struggles last season on the power play. That has started to turn itself around, but Vegas very good on the penalty kill. Uh, how much are you looking forward to that matchup tonight as uh, we know there's probably going to be an extra man for either side during this game? Yeah, there there, there has been a lot of happy coaching uh, in this Golden Knights room in the first uh, few weeks of the season with the penalty kill by percentage, best in the league, coming off a three-power play goal game. Uh, the, the the thing that intrigues me uh, the most is how many chances the Knights have had shorthanded, they scored three shorthanded goals, and uh, each unit that they put out there seems to generate those chances. It's been mostly Will Carlson and Riley Smith, but Mark Stone, too. And then uh, all, each of those three guys I mentioned are instrumental on the power play. Um, so the, 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 at the same time, they're, they're not racking up crazy minutes. It's not like McDavid minutes where they're up 27 minutes a game. Mark Stone might play 20-21, but that's on the high end. Um, so the, the, it's, uh, the, it all comes back to the goalie on the penalty kill. Uh, Mark andre Fleury has been dazzling so far. Can he keep up the consistency? Each game that he started has been a quality start. But, yeah, the penalty kill is, uh, is an interesting thing to watch because they don't change anything. You know, Gerard Gallant has been asked about it several times. You know, what's going well on the penalty kill? He says, we're not changing anything. They're just going out there and getting the job done. Marc-Andre Fleury happens to be our best penalty killer. So uh, it's a roll of the dice each time, but it looked very good against a, a Kings team that moved the puck very well and just couldn't score on the power play a couple of days ago. Dan, I, I was reading the, the morning skate primer uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights website, and this, this floors me that if the Vegas Golden Knights win tonight, it would be the 99th win in franchise history in a short, short amount of time. When you took this job, did you ever imagine that it would all happen this quickly? And that's, of course, we know what happened their first year going to the Stanley Cup final, but it's hard to believe they're already close to 99 wins. Yeah, no, no I, I don't think that uh, I had – uh, expectations. I mean, we, we hardly thought beyond the first month of the season, let alone the first uh, first year or even a uh, couple years down the line. But you knew that the, there were really smart people here. Uh, and uh, who knows what that leads to. But you've got, whether it was Bill Foley as the owner, George McPhee, uh, Kelly McCrimmon, who Kelly had never been in NHL anything uh, until George McPhee hired him to be the assistant GM. 
and now there's been sort of a management reorganization. George remains the president of hockey operations, and Kelly McCrimmon promoted from assistant GM to GM. Kelly's done everything uh, in the WHL as the owner, coach, GM, uh, bus driver, you name it, for the Brandon Wheat Kings, and now he's putting all that experience to use in the NHL. So it, it doesn't surprise me that they've had success simply because of the people that they have put in place on the hockey side, on the business side. I mean, that is as amazing as the hockey success is the the um, the imprint they've made on the community here. I mean, you can't go anywhere without seeing Golden Knights stuff, and it, it only seems to be growing. I, I thought it hit a fever pitch during the Stanley Cup playoffs, but uh, it, it is it is really amazing what the community has done to respond to the organization. So I, I, I didn't think they'd, they'd get to 99 wins uh, this quickly. I probably had not mapped it out that far, but on a daily basis we're reminded that this fan base um, much the way, you know, when you talk to folks around the league, what are some of the, the, the coolest environments to go? And it's not only because of the winning, it's because of the fans. Nashville and Vegas come up time and time again with anybody you talk to. So uh, when Vegas comes to Nashville, it's a lot of fun. And when Nashville comes to Vegas, also a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun tonight, Dan. Really appreciate the visit. Thanks for doing it. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Thanks so much, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, that is Dan Duva. He is the Vegas radio play-by-play man. Back to wrap up Tuesday's edition of Darren, Donick, and Chase next.